everybody, and welcome back to Bizarre Podcast Dogs Must Die. Uh, I am Grant, you can call him Chip, and we are here to talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, three episodes at a time. Uh, we are talking about episodes 19 through 21, covering s- some further adventures of the Battle Tendency arc. And we immediately start with uh, where we left off with... Uh... <laughs> Jojo opening a door going, hey, do you Nazis have any food in here? <laughs> While uh, the newly reformed cyborg Stroheim is uh, beginning to fight cars in his trench coat hat get up. Mm-hmm. This is the beginning of episode 19, A Race Toward the Brink. Oh my God. Netflix says the race toward the blink. It is a race toward the blink. I just autocorrected <laughs> something that makes more sense in my own brain. Is that a typo on Netflix? It's got to be. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to cross-reference that with uh, Crunchyroll's JoJo episode titles. Because it's got to be brink. There's a brink in the episode. <laughs> and they race towards it. And they it. race towards it. It has to be that. Nobody does uh, uh, stingy eyes. I don't understand what the blink would be. <laughs> Okay, yes, on Crunchyroll, it is called A Race Toward the Brink. Okay, all have, right. We have found okay. a typo on Netflix. Hell yeah. I'm going to email him right away. So so Jojo notices who has, has crashed the party, and I suppose also all the corpses, <laughs> and thinks to himself, this is spookier than facing a ghost in a cemetery after midnight. <laughs> Probably a very relatable experience in this world. I don't know. Yeah, still, what a... I wish like that that reaction is a pretty funny one, but I just wish the reaction was like gasp, cars, gasp, cyborg Stroheim then sees the dead bodies and he just goes like, eh. <laughs> no big loss. I like all the caveats, not just seeing a ghost, not just in a cemetery, but after midnight. <laughs> 11.59, not as spooky. Midnight, oh, <laughs> ghosts. I also like that Jojo uh, dressed for his time at a ski resort by just putting a scarf on top of his muscle shirt. <laughs> keeps him warm. It's all he needs. Mm-hmm. Maybe hormone keeps you warm. It does everything else. It does everything else. It might as well be a, uh, a, a heater as well. But yeah, Jojo, after the, the opening here. So like he, he's apparently been inside this hut with the Nazis for a mm-hmm. bit because it's nighttime. And somehow during this entire time... It wasn't until now that he realized that Stroheim is Stroheim and is also a cyborg now. (laughs) He's just been going door to door looking for snacks. This is the first (laughs) time he's knocked on this cabin. Okay. Yeah, he's marveling at the cyborg technology. Get some mixed messages from Jojo in this scene. Mm -hmm. I honestly, because while he's thinking to himself uh, about, you know, marveling at the cyborg technology, he says, this must be what saves Stroheim's miserable life. (laughs) <laughs> but within the same scene, while, you know, Stroheim is saying like, hey, I'm back from hell, Jojo has a mixed reaction of, should I be happy about this? I'm kind of glad Stroheim's back. If only he weren't a damn Nazi. <laughs> so he likes Stroheim personally, but he doesn't like that he's a Nazi. <laughs> but he's still maybe willing to hang out with them. And not long after, he says, he's not exactly a bad guy, except for the what fact he's a damn German soldier. And I don't like the way he struts around like he's better than everyone else. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem with Nazis. It's, it's his darn pride that's the real problem. Oh, my God. Jojo was like eight episodes ago. He was doing blood experiments and captive Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Do-, do you not remember him being 
<laughs> really mean to uh, a speed wagon. That really set you off. <laughs> you shoved a bunch of like nasty old needles in there, tied him to a chair. <laughs> yeah. Laughed in his face a lot, a lot of times. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, we're at the point where I think Iraqi just enjoyed drawing and writing Stroheim too much. So everyone else mm-hmm. has to like him a little bit now. Just a little bit. Just... He, his hair is even more guile-like than it was in the past. It got taller. If he weren't so smug, he'd be a great guy. And also if he weren't a Nazi. But what, it, it's fine. <laughs> God. Imagine imagine being the, the guard in mm. the, the Mexican secret base. Uh, you're, you're one of the few survivors alarms are blaring some mm. weirdos in tight uh, uh, t-shirts are, are running away in into the wilderness <laughs> and you have to go with like a broom and and dustpan and pick up all the chunks of your boss oh <laughs> <laughs> it might be good for something later i guess yeah like man when stroheim blew up he like you don't see the chunks or anything he's just vaporized he is just gone it, it is impressive they were able able to, to hoover him up just the gooeyest jigsaw puzzle. Ugh. Ugh, gross. But yeah, after Jojo thinks to himself about how maybe Stroheim isn't that bad of a guy if he weren't just a damn Nazi, mm-hmm. Cars is is pointing to uh, Jojo saying like, hey, after I get this stone, I'm going to fucking kill you, Jojo. It's a- The way he phrases it is very funny to me, just saying like, it's too bad Wamu is st- still off at work in Greece. <laughs> It just sounds like he's at a desk job or something. Like he couldn't make it to the party in time. He had to work overtime today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, the, the quarterly reports are due and Wamu is swamped. Nobody's <laughs> returning his emails. It fucking sucks. Poor Wamu. I'm just imagining that when he goes to work, Wamu has the exact same outfit as usual, but he's just got a tie on top. Uh, HR needs to talk to you about your, your instinctual super kick anytime someone crosses your shadow. <laughs> It's causing some real problems. <laughs> it's you know if you're the the you're next in line like for you know the coffee machine or something, no one else can form a line behind you. <laughs> Everyone gets kicked in half. We've lost five people this week because of this. <laughs> but yeah, while while Cars is is telling Jojo he wants to kill him pretty soon, the camera zooms out just a little bit, and Stroheim is still just standing there like holding on to cars his arm blade and he's just hey pay attention to me hey 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 <laughs> you're supposed to be fighting me not him hey hey now cars is saying like oh no machine can can stop me and stroheim does this goofy thing of not pinching cars but first <laughs> moving one of his arms around his back in an impossible way so that he can then pinch cars's hand and tear some like a chunk of of his hand clean off yeah, because yes, which yet again is rated in his, his squeezing strength yeah. in kilograms per square centimeter, which converts to 27,735 PSI. The show even says that he's about twice as strong grip strength wise as Santana or San Viento. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there is no place on earth where you can experience this sort of pressure. <laughs> This is 1.7 times the crushing pressure at Challenger Deep, the, the deepest point in God. all of Earth's oceans. <laughs> this is the low end of the, the hydraulic pump strength of water jet cutters uh, okay. uh, to, like, you know, slice, like, steel and, and, and titanium uh, <laughs> apart. God. After he fucking rips a chunk out of Cars' hand, uh, something I didn't know that was censored in, in the censored version of this, this show. This is the best... 
bit of censorship I've ever seen. It's incredible because Stroheim goes say like, ah, German technology is the best in the world. You know, nothing can defeat Germany. And he, you know, fucking stands right up and he throws his arm up and does the the Sig Heil thing and they fucking just black it out. They just black his arm out. (laughs) Just so you can't... What's he doing? I don't know. I can't see his arm. What could this Nazi possibly doing in this pose? I I did not expect them to censor that. And that's why you can watch this in in, uh, Germany or France. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the show so far, I don't think we've actually seen the swastika, which... It's something that would have to be taken out for Germany. Yeah, I don't think so. No, you you see his uh, his SS buttons on yes. his collar very clearly, but I yeah. don't think you see any swastikas, no. Yeah, I don't know if SS stuff has to be taken out in Germany like the swastika does. I would assume so, but I don't know. It, it would be very funny to see like harsh spot shadows on <laughs> his neck whenever he's in uniform. God, yeah. Stroheim picks up a golf ball and he crushes that with his robot hand. You know how people golf in, in the Swiss Alps all the time? <laughs> but he, he tells Jojo, like, hey, you're not even going to have to do, like, fight at all because uh, I am the greatest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've got a new secret weapon. And he pulls out a huge uh, bandolier uh, of bullets and he kind of arches his back a bit with his arms, like, way up, like he's about to pose for, a, a, a like, a photo shoot. Uh, and then a big gun comes out of his tummy. We've went from a Tommy gun to a tummy gun yeah. over the course of Battle <laughs> Tendency. And he just like, you know, he just hooks up the, the bullets up to his, his tummy. And uh, I like that the gun, mm-hmm. the tummy gun, despite it being, you know, on his tummy, it still has a giant iron sight on it. Yes, that still doesn't get up to his eyes. It's completely useless. I don't know. Yeah, like what? It, it gets up to like his bust line, which is unwieldily tall but yeah. it doesn't do anything <laughs> i like is there ever going to be like a little man riding on the top of the tummy gun who can help you aim or something i don't know what's gonna happen but it's you get a shot of oh actually i was gonna say this didn't make sense but he actually has like the the steampunk like eyeglass piece because mm-hmm. they show a shot of like a crosshair like a, a gun sight over cars while he's getting riddled with bullets, but that must be his eyepiece and not his tummy gun sight. <laughs> so yeah. uh, he's describing uh, his, his incredible strength because before we fight, we, we have to set some some parameters, lay yeah. down some expectations, <laughs> uh, and that he can fire 600 rounds per minute. Mm-hmm. That's really good, especially for a single barrel gun. Like, like <laughs> yes, that's cool. But I was surprised to see that that is not... Uh, so beyond real technology at the time. Oh, really? In in fact, the Soviets tripled that later in the war. They they had a single barrel gun that could fire uh, eighteen hundred rounds per minute. Oh wow! I wasn't expecting that. They built it for airplanes uh, and, yeah. and not cyborgs. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was known for jamming, and also pilots had a tendency to fire all of the ammo they had in a single pull because it shot so fucking fast yeah maybe it's not the best <laughs> to shoot that fast god it's more plausible the, the firing <laughs> speed is the most plausible thing in this scene yeah yeah he, he's firing a ton of bullets he's he's shot cars out of the the outside of the building now mm-hmm. but you know it almost looks like shot for shot almost the same as when straitso was getting riddled with bullets like you know this isn't going to work at all mm-hmm, mm-hmm. cars pulls out one of his arm blades and it starts like gleaming with light and car says i can control light behold brilliant <laughs> bone blade 
Yeah, yeah. So, something we didn't mention about uh, ACDC is he uh, introduced his burning blood by, by sort of saying that all of the pillar men have some sort of like elemental powers. Yeah. Yeah, they- and Wa- Wamu is wind, and he had fire through the blood. And now uh, uh, Cars is demonstrating his control over light itself. Yes, uh, and he he just swings his arm around, and he's cutting all the bullets in half. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Stroheim is immediately intimidated. <laughs> he he he's saying like, "Oh, that that blade is just made of bone. It's not steel. It shouldn't be sharp enough to deflect bullets. You know, let alone cut them in, ha- in half in midair." Cars runs in to go mm-hmm. cut uh, Stroheim in half, and as the blade in slow mo is like inches away from lopping his head <laughs> off, he goes, "Oh, this makes sense." <laughs> Upon seeing the blade up close for as long as it takes me to say this, because Cars is being such an accommodating opponent. Yeah, God, yeah, you explained how the, the bone blade works. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so the bone blade is made of bone they're they're not lying mm-hmm. uh but the reason it's so shimmery is because it is essentially a chainsaw <laughs> with micros- microscopic like bone spike uh, uh teeth running around refracting light as they move so darn fast yeah uh, uh, <laughs> in 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 their their loop around his the, the big bones the little bones go around the big bones <laughs> The other two have very clear-cut elemental powers, but, like, his is light, but it's really mm-hmm. just a bone chainsaw. <laughs> He's got chainsaws that pop out of his arms, made of bone. Mm-hmm. I mean, he slices Stroheim right in half, right down mm-hmm. the tummy. For once, Stroheim forgot to bring his grenade, so he's all out of tricks. Yeah. He, he's freaked out. He says, we can't win this. And then, you know, his top half slides off from his bottom half. But because it's all robot, he's still alive. He's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there, there's a fun element of hubris to this because Stroheim went in so very confident mm-hmm. because he was built to uh, excel uh, uh, San Viento in every way. He, they, they studied San Viento. That's the whole point of his job. Mm-hmm. And, and all of the, the anti-San Viento uh, weapons they could think of, they crammed into uh, uh, Stroheim. However, they weren't aware that pillar men can be <laughs> just exponentially stronger uh, uh, th- than San Viento. Yeah. Car- cars is far, far more than they ever bargained for. Yeah, I think it was in the last set of three episodes at some point where one of the pillar men calls San Viento a child. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he was, he, he's, he's just a baby pillar man compared to them. He's a pillar baby. He wasn't pillar even baby. allowed to be in the same wall as these three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got, he got shoved somewhere else. Yeah, Cars is picking up Stroheim, uh, his top half, and just walking with him. Mm-hmm. And he he pulls the uh, the stone out of uh, Stroheim's pocket because he he was just keeping it on him. Uh, Cars is very happy. He's finally got the the super the super Asia. Stroheim has still got one more weapon up his sleeve. Mm-hmm. His, one of his eyes peels back to reveal the cyborg eye underneath the human looking fake eye. And he fires an ultraviolet laser from it. Yes. He he was filled with a sun lamp. I am partially vindicated from yeah. last episode. And he shouts, ultraviolet beams activate. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, he fires a laser that goes clean through uh, Cars' hand and like his, his cheek, I think. And it... it it causes him to drop the stone. Uh, by, by this point, Lisa Lisa and Caesar and, and Messina have arrived. Everyone is yep. wearing fashionable scarves. Oh, yeah. Everyone looks great. 
Messina's wearing like a really comfortable looking uh, like woolen vest. Looks pretty warm. <laughs> looks pretty good. But the stone has fallen on like a steep incline and it's starting to slide towards a sheer cliff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cars and Jojo are both running after this stone. And the stone is not sinking into the snow at all. It is just going. The, yeah, the stone got the same like <laughs> nonstick spray as, as the sled at the beginning of uh, Christmas Vacation. <laughs> uh, it's flying. Yeah, it just zips right off. But yeah, they're both chasing after it. Jojo's worried because... You know, cars can probably survive a big fall. Jojo can, mm-hmm. and so cars. So is gonna... cars, cars can run flat out without uh, having to worry about stopping himself. Yeah, uh, before falling down the, this massive cliff. Whereas Jojo, as a normal human man, <laughs> relatively speaking, yeah. uh, would have to come to a stop. Otherwise, he will fall to his death. So mm-hmm. there, there's no way he can win this foot race. Yeah. And while doing this, uh, Cars immediately calls out Jojo like, hey, I bet you're going to try and do like a, a hormone kick on me, huh? Bet you're going to do that right right about now. Uh, and just like try, trying to call any call out any plans Jojo might have to psych him out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a very tense uh, moment. Uh, they, they seem to, to act like there's no, no time at all to plan or think. Considering the, the cliff is about 800 meters away. <laughs> <laughs> the, the time it takes them to, to to do all these these little exchanges. Yeah, cars dives to grab the stone right as it's about to fly off the cliff. Uh, Jojo jumps to to kick cars, but cars like leaps off the, off the cliff mm-hmm. while snagging the stone like the necklace with one of his feet. Mm-hmm. Jojo goes, "Aha! That kick was not meant for you. It was meant for the snow." <laughs> <laughs> so that kick he uses to both like break mm-hmm. so he doesn't fly off the cliff he's able to snag the stone from cars's ankle and then also kicks off the snow so he he goes flying backwards clever move good good except cars has uh, his own clever move uh, in store he has a, a knife come out of his foot <laughs> He's got a knife foot. He's got a hooked knife foot that stabs into Jojo's chest and pulls him down the cliff anyway. And going back to something we were saying at the end of the last episode, if (laughs) if these episodes had been cut differently, where each one ends and the next begins, this would have been the perfect roundabout cliffhanger to be continued moment. Yeah, totally. Uh, Like if they could shuffle stuff around just slightly. Yeah, that would have been a great cliffhanger. (laughs) <laughs> More of a cliff faller. Cliff yes. faller, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're both falling. The narrator says it's 175 meters to the bottom, five seconds until impact. Keep that in mind. Uh, it would actually take six seconds? <laughs> <laughs> the math is really simple. Acceleration due to gravity. Everybody knows it unless... Yep. Unless, in the world of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, acceleration mm. due to gravity is 14 meters per second per second. It, it would be exactly five seconds if uh, uh, this whole world is operating at 1.4 G. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. It explains a lot of things. Uh, that is more gravity than experienced at uh, uh, the surface of any planet but Jupiter. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. If we are defining the gas giants' uh, uh, surfaces as the top of their cloud layer, because mm. when you say surface, like it's 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 an iffy thing. <laughs> yeah, is that why everyone's so buff in JoJo? To it might be. <laughs> yeah, that's why everyone's so huge and buff. 
yeah, they are they are both falling apparently five seconds till they mm-hmm. they they hit the the bottom of this this canyon here. But Jojo goes, uh, no thanks, clinging Hamon, <laughs> and he grabs onto an icicle. They they they're falling by, and mm-hmm. because the icicle, you know, it's got water on top on on the surface of it, it's wet. Uh, he's able to cling to it super well. Yeah, even though you can't cling to ice, you can cling to the water around the ice. I don't know why we need that specified. <laughs> yeah, the narrator like explains it and everything. Tarukus is dead, okay? We don't need exceptions to the exceptions. You can just grab ice. It's yeah, you fine. Can just, it's fine. There's water in that, like, whatever. Jojo says that Karza's tenacity is what scares him the most. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even thinks to himself, man, I hate fighting tenacious foes. <laughs> the way he explains it, it makes sense. Like mm-hmm. Jojo's whole thing is catching people off guard and getting under their skin so that they don't notice a completely ridiculous uh, trap they've fallen into. <laughs> yeah. And people who are just focused on the task at hand and want to stab you with knives and don't really care <laughs> what you're doing. It's very scary to him. Yeah. But Cars, you know, swings his weight around a bit and it causes the, the icicle Jojo is holding on to to snap. And they start falling again. But then he sees even more icicles coming up ahead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he thinks, before I can do anything else, though, I got to get this this foot knife out of my out of my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he goes to try and send Hamon through the, the bone blade into Cars. But Cars sees that he kicks Jojo into the wall, takes the, the, the knife out of him. But when that happens, the impact of Jojo hitting the wall causes a whole bunch of icicles to snap off and come raining down. Mm -hmm. And he is able to grab onto one icicle and then with Hamon connect each icicle to another one slightly above it. (laughs) He makes a chain out of icicles. An icicle rope. You, you would think the, that that couldn't possibly save him, except back up on top of the cliff, Caesar has, has seen uh, what's coming and predicted his friend's <laughs> completely bonkers idea and started making his own icicle rope uh, and, and sending it down to, to meet him. Yeah. I love the icicle <laughs> Caesar rope. Caesar loves to catch that boy from falling. It, it's his number one thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I love the icicle rope. And as that, that rope is completed and Jojo is saved by Caesar, Cars just continues his fall. Oh, and Jojo still has the stone, by the way. Mm-hmm. I love when it cuts back to Cars falling and he has to like break his fall. So he just punches the cliff face he's closest to really hard and it causes him to ping pong all <laughs> over <laughs> The canyon walls and the ground like 12 mm-hmm. times and he's fine. He wrecks his body, or at least you'd think he would. He has an impenetrable, impossibly strong body. He can't even stab himself in the brain if he wanted to. <laughs> uh, but he doesn't have to break his fall because of that. He chooses to so that he doesn't crush a flower lying yes. in the bottom of this gorge. <laughs> yeah. he's He's got a soft side, this guy. Yeah. He just looks at the flower. He closes his eyes and is like two seconds of silence and then he just starts laughing like maniacally <laughs> uh, the camera zooms in on his face it's it's pretty good the sudden laughing yeah hey, hey jojo check your back for tentacled parasites this time yeah watch out for any brains are your shoulders stiff that probably means there's a brain on you hitching around. get a, ride. a mirror back there come on please yeah everyone check your backs there might be a brain but yeah he just says jojo you're a lucky one and then he just goes off to do something mm-hmm. <laughs> in no real hurry uh, so at this point, there's only five days remaining 
mm-hmm. until the ring, la- the last ring of JoJo dissolves and kills him. We skipped uh, something. There, there, there was a moment back up on the cliff, all oh, the right. friends looking down at JoJo falling, and somebody, it's Messina or Caesar, mm-hmm. says... <laughs> Says something else about how how prideful uh, uh, Stroheim is, and that's the problem with them. Yes, right. It's it's like saying the problem with Timothy McVeigh is he had bad taste in music. <laughs> like, I, yeah, just stop it. Stop it, Jojo. Several episodes ago, you did such a good job at portraying the the Nazis. <laughs> What's going on here? But yeah, it's daytime again. They're at St. Moritz. Jojo thinking mm-hmm. about how this is the, you know, like a really nice place to take a vacation, to ski and that shit. He's been taking his speed wagon lessons. He, he's just describing uh, the, the mm-hmm. he, he's reading a brochure, basically. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, Jojo's like eating, eating shrimp or something right now. Mm-hmm. There's a cat, cat just hanging about on the, uh, by him. Uh, and he's so mean to this cat. He is very mean to this cat. This cat he just is teases this cat. This cat is just strutting around, having a good time, doing a little stretch, minding his own business. And JoJo's thinking, like, damn, even the cats here are like the most pampered cats I've ever seen. So he he throws some food over to the cat. Cat doesn't like the shrimp. He doesn't. Yeah, he he put sticks his nose up at. It, doesn't want the shrimp. And so he pulls out some different food. He's, he's got some salmon. Cat wants that salmon. You know, he's he's playing with the cat a little bit, you know, pulling the salmon just out of its reach so it can't can't get it. Just over and over. It, it starts, like, crossing a line. <laughs> yeah. And then he fucking trips the cat. He he trips yeah. it. So it falls over, and it's like, don't be mean to this cat, bro. I bet you feel so much better taking that cat down a peg, huh? What a cool guy you are. He does think immediately after tripping the cat, that was mean. I must be stressed <laughs> out. I think it's because I'm going to die in five days. <laughs> Uh, so, so the rest of the crew catches up with them, and, and they start preparing their plans, which is always easier to do when you have the mailing address of your ultimate enemy. <laughs> yeah, that that really helps. But yeah, they're they're looking off into the horizon, and the address points to this old abandoned mansion, or uh, mm-hmm. it's the, it's the hotel, it's a shuttered hotel that cars and AC or uh, Wamu have been have been hiding out in and it's broad daylight which is obviously the perfect time to attack a pillar man stronghold until joseph says wait hold on surely people tried all the smart things already (laughs) (laughs) yeah we should be big old dumbos Mm -hmm. they'll never expect it yeah they'll never expect us to come at nighttime caesar gets real pissed off at this he really wants to go during the day Mm mm-hmm well, Jojo says, like, this is a suicidal plan. He gets especially upset at uh, uh, Jojo calling his plan half-cocked because he thinks it's, it might be sort of a, a dig at how Grandpa died. Yes. Like, okay, he had half an arm, but his cock was fine in the end. I, <laughs> I know this. <laughs> but, yeah, Caesar and Jojo get, in, like, into a big argument here. They get into, like, a fucking fist fight. They're, they're punching each other in the face, making their, you know blooding their their faces make their noses bleed and they just became friends they though. just became friends i know but yeah caesar really wants to be the one like to end the pillar men mm-hmm. uh he wants revenge for the, their grandfathers and like things are starting to to click right like mm-hmm. we, we joke about how caesar's dedication to the zeppeli family is uh way out of line with the other member of the zeppeli family we've yes. seen but I think he has to believe in this battle because it protects him from accepting that. Like, mm. if 
if he continues the fight, his, his grandpa's fight hard enough, it, it means that the family is unified and that Will did not abandon uh, yes. his dad the way he admitted he did in his own words. <laughs> yes. Family honor will still matter if it's all the terrible monsters' fault. Yes. But yeah, they, you know, Messina and Lisa Lisa uh, break up the fight, and Caesar is saying, like, I guess you're just never going to understand family honor. Fuck you, JoJo. I'm going to go right now and fuck these guys up. You can't stop mm-hmm. me. And a, a Zeppeli walking towards certain death always brings the yes. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the end of the episode, and now we come to episode 20, Young Caesar. Mm. Uh, and, and we learn about, yeah, that, that missing generation that's that's been uh, alluded to, but mm-hmm. we never really spent much time with Mario Zappelli until now, when we learned that he was a thoroughly dedicated family man until he abandoned them when Caesar was 10. Yep. Abandoned <laughs> And all of him. his siblings, his and, many siblings yeah, were even younger. Like his four other siblings or whatever. Yeah, after like they're abandoned by his father, you know, they have to survive. And so Caesar became like a street ruffian, even as like a 12 year old boy, as as pictured in the flashback here, just beating adult men with chains, just whipping <laughs> the shit out of them on the ground <laughs> to get money. But yeah, he he started to grow to to hate his his dad, thinking like, oh, he left us just so that he could like fuck around with ladies or something. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna when I find him, I'm going to kill him. You ever hate your dad so much your shirt tears off? Oh right, yeah, he gets so mad his shirt just rips off his body, and he doesn't <laughs> even like physically touch that shirt. It just fucking just shoots off of his body. Now, th- th- this whole flashback is framed as uh, uh, Lisa Lisa and Messina telling JoJo about, you know, the, the life of young Caesar. And, and so they, they describe how uh, he, he was a thug and a ruffian uh, li- living the, the underworld life, but he had standards. He wouldn't murder anyone. Yeah. Though he will beat people across the face with wrenches. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was like his signature thing, like in a... <laughs> When he was older, was just beating the shit out of dude with wrenches. Like apparently, like even the mafia was was scared of him. Like there's a, a this scene of him in the alley with like mm-hmm. his gang that he's assembled, and this mafia dude is saying like, "Hey, you're not a real Italian. I hear you know your dad abandoned you. You know family is the most important thing to us." And yeah, that's when Caesar just draws the the wrench, just clocks this dude's cleat across the jaw with it. <laughs> But he doesn't kill people, I promise. Yeah, he just beats the ever-living shit out of them. The Batmobile might have guns in it, but it's okay. It's fine. They're rubber bullets. It's fine. Yeah, in this scene, he he decks this dude across the face uh, with a hormone punch. And this is before he even knew what it was. He was just instinctually Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. using the hormone abilities that he had. Just like Jojo in that plane. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. But one night, while out in the town, uh, he comes across his dad. Yes, he, he sees this familiar man who does not recognize him. He's like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow you. I'm going to find out what nefarious business you're up to. I hate you so fucking much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he trails his dad to find the pillar men in the wall. Yep. Uh, apparently, uh, doing hamon research on, on the, the pillar men uh, has been going on far, far longer than there were Nazis. Yeah. At least since there were Nazis in Italy. You know, we, we don't get, you know, timestamps in these scenes, but still. Right. Like, he, he's lost his dad, but he's mm-hmm. found the wall of the Pillar Men, and Wamu in the wall, I believe, is holding a diamond, or some type of beautiful gem, and mm-hmm. Caesar goes in to, to nab that gem, 
his dad comes running in and pushes Caesar out of the way because the diamond is a trap uh, and it sets off a bunch of Wamu's like hair wire hooks to shoot out of the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Caesar's dad uh, saves him from being wrapped up in these things. And instead he is being pulled into the wall to be eaten by the pillar man. He, he still does not recognize his estranged son. Mm-hmm. He would save anyone from this certain death by, by having it fall upon him instead. Yeah. And so Caesar is impressed by his father's true honor mm-hmm. uh, because the, the Italian family bond has an exception for ancient evils. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. If this is what causes you to leave your family, it doesn't count as leaving your family. It's fine. It's, yeah. And and as he is being pulled into the wall, he tells Caesar, like, you have to seek out Lisa Lisa. These guys in the wall are really bad news. I need someone mm-hmm. to continue and, and continue my research, you know, never knowing as he is being pulled into the wall and dies that that was his son. And so from there, uh, he, he did just that. He studied on Air Supply Island and, mm-hmm. and uh, always looked at the hell climb pillar like, I hope I never have to do that. There's no <laughs> way in hell. Oh, no. And now you know the rest of the story. Yeah. And yeah, so Caesar is, is getting closer to this abandoned, this, this condemned hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jojo, with a new perspective on Caesar being told Caesar's backstory here. Yeah. Uh, he goes, you know what, Caesar? Good, good on you. Hell yeah, go fuck him up. Like bros for life. Yes. Yeah, and he says, you know what? I'm gonna catch up to you. You know, I I was I thought this was a bad plan, but seeing how uh, driven you are, I I am driven by this as well, and I I'm gonna help you out in this stupid plan. Change my mind. <laughs> now, as Caesar approaches the hotel, uh, the doors are already open, and mm-hmm. when he looks at the door, he can faintly see like a ghostly figure. There's a ghost butler. Oh, a ghost butler. But he thinks it might be an illusion. But then the, the this ghostly figure appears again. It's it's just like a, a muscular man, like transparent man, just kind of who seemed to be kind of wrapped up in wind. There's a lot of <laughs> gusty wind blowing around during this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this this figure like charges at him and suddenly just disappears again. Caesar automatically, instinctually right. takes the cat stance. Yes. Uh, the, the basic defensive posture of Kung Fu, even though Caesar Zeppeli has never once in his life heard of Kung Fu. <laughs> it's very, very believable that your average person in the 30s in Europe has not heard of Kung Fu. <laughs> like, it was not widely known in the West until, like, the films of the 70s. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But as a master of a mystic Asian fighting art, if anyone were to know of Kung Fu, you'd think it'd be Caesar Zeppeli. Yes. So Messina uh, got sent out by Lisa Lisa to catch up to to Caesar to, to stop him from from going in in the mm-hmm. hotel. Um, and so he's caught up with Caesar. He also sees this ghostly apparition for a second, and they see a single footprint in the snow. Mm-hmm. And then it just the the foot the trail just stops, and they deter- determine like, oh shit, he just jumped at us. <laughs> he's in the air right now. <laughs> Just like his uh, uh, partner in in crime, uh, partner in pranks, uh, (laughs) Messina just can't hold on to his arms. Yep. His arm just gets sliced right off. Uh, The ghostly apparition was Wamu, and Messina just gets pulled into the hotel. Uh, Wamu uh, has made himself essentially a personal mirage Mm -hmm. as Caesar pieces together things from from these small glimpses he gets in in the shadows. There, There are tubes... Wamu's got tubes. Gross, now. really gross-looking tubes. P- 
pumping out a, a shimmering layer of air that is refracting light. Uh, it's sort of acting like active camouflage, bending the light around him so that he's very, very uh, nearly invisible, barely perceptible. Yeah, and refracting the light also means he can actually fight outside and in the sun during the daytime. Mm-hmm. I like how JoJo powers work like X-Men powers. Yeah. <laughs> You, you get your one thing, you get one simple thing, but that can like imply other things. Uh, yeah. And then when you do those things with, with like a mix of like actual science and just narrative logic, mm-hmm. it, it can uh, come out to ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous things like uh, how Iceman is unkillable and could <laughs> kill all life on Earth one day if he wanted <laughs> Yeah. Because he has powers over entropy. <laughs> right. Like, further parts of JoJo really lean into that aspect even more, where, you know, when we move on into different types of powers in part three onwards, mm-hmm. it's a lot more like, you got this one thing, but how many ways can you use that one thing to essentially have a dozen different powers? <laughs> uh, and yeah, I don't know, it's, yeah. it's fun, because especially in later parts of JoJo, characters get really hyper specific powers where it's Mm -hmm. like it's made for this one situation really but how can i use it for things it's not meant for (laughs) my favorite x-men thing is how many characters can use their one thing to fly (laughs) oh yeah i'm just gonna ride on the earth's magnetic current you can't stop me hell yeah but yeah wamu comes back outside to fight caesar again but caesar has upgraded his his bubble technique Yes. He, he has upgraded his hormone, his father's hormone cutter into a bubble cutter. They're mm-hmm. high speed rotation bubbles that turn them into razor sharp discs that are much more difficult for Wamu to pop than uh, his previous bubbles. Uh, and, and Wamu uh, uh, congratulates him by saying, you are worthy of death at my hands, bubble user. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Caesar maintains his cat stance, which kind of looks like he has to go potty. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and also, like, Wamu is at a disadvantage fighting outside because the the wind, the, the, the vapor that he's cloaking his body in is sucking in the air. So it's pulling the, the, the bubble cutters towards him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he keep he he is getting constantly cut up by Caesar's uh, cutters here. He throws some low flying uh, bubble cutters at Wamu's legs, which cut him up and make him start falling backwards. And Caesar is jumping in to do like a dive kick on this dude. Yes, uh, as he's falling. But Wamu, the narrator says, is a, a tactical battle genius. So simply, <laughs> instead of falling like a normal man would. He uses the fall to land on his hands and then springboard towards Caesar so that he can kick him hard enough to bounce off of him so he can launch back into the hotel. (laughs) It's great. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now that he's inside, he doesn't have to maintain his mirage, so he's Mm -hmm. not pulling bubbles toward himself. He's doing doing a little better. Yeah. Uh, As... Caesar is like, as we described in this flashback to his past, he's very, very invested in this fight. Uh, This means everything to him. And his angry Italian accent starts to sound like someone doing a very bad Dracula. (laughs) Yes. It's it's good angry Italian, but you think bad Dracula. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And now as Caesar is getting ready to to fight Wamu and kill him inside the hotel, 
Uh, Jojo and Lisa Lisa are catching up. They're getting closer to the hotel and they spot mm-hmm. Messina's arm and go, oh shit. Uh, <laughs> which by the way, Messina isn't dead yet. Wamu just placed him on a table in the hotel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He didn't have time to kill him because I guess Caesar is just too quick. So their second fight here starts and I think this fight is interesting because it is maybe the first fight in the entire show that plays out in near real time. Would you say this is where Jojo really begins? <laughs> No, uh, no okay. <laughs> I, I would say most fights do not play out like this fight does. There are definitely some fights where they, because like this fight looks good. Like they, mm-hmm. they put extra time into animating this fight. It's pretty smooth and, and, you know, dynamic looking and, and all that. But uh, yeah, it is very rare for Jojo to have fights that play out in real time where you're just seeing people play, just trade blows and dodge attacks. Yeah, yeah. You'll get bursts of that, but you don't hear much of anyone's thoughts during this fight, which is interesting to me. Uh, Caesar keeps throwing out bubbles, and Wamu, with his his back to the wall, like, he's getting fucked up, honestly. Caesar has the advantage and is pressing it, and and Wamu uh, has to pull out the big guns with his divine sandstorm, and now you notice that, like, they're they're both air elementals, so there's no type advantage here. Right, Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this fight just looks great there's some really fun shots of like so wamu has is shooting out like tornadoes from his arms like they're mega man sub weapons Mm -hmm. where it's just like a a skinny tornado just shooting straight from his arms at caesar and caesar can just shoot out like a huge wave of like directed bubbles that just block tornadoes like Mm -hmm. they're 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 two kamehamehas colliding (laughs) uh but there's a couple really nice shots that are just, that just have a really good weight to them of Caesar. Like he dodge rolls out of the way of one tornado and another's coming. And so he kicks off like the side of the stairs to dodge another one. And it's, it just looks really good. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, as Wamu's about to pull out the divine sandstorm, Caesar stops him and points out, yo, bro, I got a shitload of extra bubble cutters just floating around right now. And the, the, the open wall that Wamu jumped through the the sun is coming through there and all of the the, the sunlight is being refracted through all of those bubble lenses <laughs> yes yes to shoot a rainbow laser from every direction into wamu including one that goes right through his dick <laughs> <laughs> this is a plan that joseph would come up with if joseph were smart yeah yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, like, Wamu is fucked. He is pinned from all directions by uh, rainbow lasers that have him pinned down. And Wamu, or, uh, uh, Caesar goes in for the killing blow. He jumps, he leaps into the air for a big Hamon charge dive kick. And this is where he fucks up mm-hmm. because the wall is behind him. And while Caesar is mid-leap, his shadow casts just enough of a shadow onto Wamu to completely cover up the sunlight, which gives mm-hmm. him the split second he needs to activate Divine St- Sandstorm. And he, like, nails Caesar with a direct hit. Like, yeah, point blank. The, <laughs> the way this plays out is is so funny because Wamu's about to do the Divine Sandstorm, and then Caesar says, wait, I have you covered <laughs> in lasers. And then he jumps... And uh, Wamu does the Divine Sandstorm anyway. <laughs> yeah. And this is described as part of him being a tactical battle genius. It takes a genius to do your big move, even after your opponent said, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just just being covered up by the shadow for his plus seconds, all it takes to, to shoot out his mega tornado arms. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Caesar is fucked up now. He is just like, uh, he is just a wreck on the ground, just covered in blood. 
Yeah, he he's all dead but the dying at this point. Yeah. But Wamu is also super fucked up. Like he immediately falls to his knees. He's trying mm-hmm. to heal woo- his wounds and he he's struggling to regenerate. I mean, he he's a real one. He's trying to put over Caesar even after killing him. You know, he he's nurturing the young talent. <laughs> yeah. And Caesar gets back up again. Uh he's not quite dead yet. Wamu's telling him like you got to you got to you can't fight anymore. Like you're about to die any second. Caesar is just like limply He's not even punching. He's just like touching his fist uh, to Wamu as he's doing all he can to just not collapse. Yeah. It's it's tragic. Is it too tragic? It's a hmm. lot. <laughs> it, it is a lot. There, there's no music for this part. It's just Caesar's like, you know, heavy breathing as he, he tries to do anything to Wamu. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, Caesar slips on his own blood. He's about to fall. Wamu turns around, you know, saying like, goodbye, bubble user. And Caesar leaps forward one more time. And Wamu turns around shocked as Caesar grabs his lip ring with the antidote and rips it off his lip. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and Caesar, you know, saying he's not afraid to die here. Uh, a proud member of the Zeppeli family. And that uh, means it is his duty to die for a JoJo. <laughs> yep, it sure is. And so he uses the the last of his hormone and makes a bubble out of his blood to encase uh-huh. to encase the his bandana that he ties the ri- the lip ring to so he can keep keep the the ring safe for Jojo when he catches up. Mhm. Uh so so he's willed all of his remaining hormone in this bubble along with the ring and his headband to Jojo and now Jojo's going to get a lot less interesting as soon as he gets that. <laughs> <laughs> If past performance is any indication. Well, thankfully, I will say it doesn't do that. Like, the the (laughs) hormone was just for making the bubble. He's not giving Jojo extra hormone powers like it happened with Jonathan. We're we're not going to get any of that Mm -hmm. boring, super-powered stuff, thankfully. Wamu is describing this bubble so that the narrator can take a breather. It's been a very narrator-heavy episode for once. We we see in the end that uh, uh, Caesar's body has been crushed under rubble. Now, we didn't mention it because I was going to let it slide, Mm -hmm. but Mario Zeppoli, Caesar's father, is a carpenter. And like, okay, yes. sure. But now he's buried in under rubble in the shape of a cross. So I yes. feel like I have to bring that up at this point. <laughs> yeah. If you hadn't brought it up, I would have brought up that. Bit. And it's not like rumble, rubble that is in vaguely the shape of a cross. Straight up, you see a big chunk of the ceiling damaged from the battle just come off in one clean chunk in the perfect mm-hmm. shape of a cross that falls on top of Caesar. At any point in his hormone training, was Caesar tempted for 40 days in the desert, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah, Wamu briefly starts pulling in the bubble with his wind powers and then decides to leave it because he is just so moved by Caesar's uh, will and resolve, even up to the very end. And he, he just decides to leave that bubble behind for Jojo. Because out of all the pillar men, it was a good thing Caesar fought the one that is the most honorable. <laughs> <laughs> the one easiest to trick with honorable bullshit, too. Cars doesn't go for that shit. Eyes on the prize, that guy. Yep. Yeah, just as, you know, all of this has transpired and Wamu uh, has left the room, uh, Jojo and Lisa Lisa catch up and, and, and come in. They find this bubble and, you know, Jojo touches it and says, whoa, the hormone that made this bubble feels really weird. Both him and Lisa Lisa, like, don't want to say Caesar's name. 
They don't want to mm-hmm. call out for him because they're afraid that they won't get a response. Mm-hmm. Like they can, ju- they just know that he's dead, but they don't want to a- acknowledge it. And and Lisa Lisa is telling Jojo like very coldly like we we don't have time to mourn for Caesar or anything. You know, Cars and Wamu are still here. We got to fucking kill them. And Jojo is is real upset at her for being so heartless. You know, uh, uh, she spent years with this guy, and and his. You know, his soul is rent in two at, at seeing what happened mm-hmm. after only a, a few weeks uh, of of being, you know, his brother in arms. How how can she be so cold and cruel? And then she he realizes, no, her pain is even greater than mine. Yes, because Lisa Lisa like pulls out a cigarette to smoke while she's coldly saying all this stuff. She turns around to face away from Jojo, and uh, Jojo points out like, "Hey, you you're holding the cigarette the wrong way. The the filter is <laughs> should be at the end." Uh, and yeah, she, that's where she starts to break a little bit because she's mm-hmm. just trying to hide her emotions from this. The The sun moves a bit and shines the light coming in from that, that hole in the wall directly onto the cross rubble where mm-hmm. there is the where Caesar's blood is leaking through. And that's where they realize he, he is. And that's where both Jojo and Lisa Lisa just like break down and start crying and calling out his name. And that's the end of episode 20. And the end of Caesar's Epile. Oh, the Zeppeli family, man, they don't man. get any, like, they are just cursed to die. <laughs> I would love to see one Zeppeli live past 50. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know Caesar's age, but he can't be more than, like, early 20s. Like, he went out fucking quick. Right, right. Like, JoJo's 18, and they're supposed to be, like, you know, be a, a matched pair. So I would assume he is also 18. Yeah. Like, maybe 19, because the whole thing is he's got a little edge, but not that much yeah, over JoJo. Yeah. yeah. The, the end of this episode, like... It is such an extreme amount of melodrama for Caesar's death, but mm-hmm. that's just JoJo in general, so I don't mind it. But because, like, in this final scene and stuff, like, they are playing, like, sad opera music and it crescendos real loud with, with the singer and stuff, like, as they realize, oh, that's where Caesar is, is lying dead. Mm-hmm. It's great in how, <laughs> how melodramatic this part is. They go for it, man. They really, they go hard on Caesar's death. And you know what? He gets a better death than than Will Zeppeli does. At oh least. yeah, he accomplished things. He saved JoJo's life. He got the the nose ring, uh, yeah. the lip ring. And you know what? Yeah. He nearly kills Wamu. He kicks the shit out of that. He dude. kicks the shit out of Wamu. <laughs> like that is way better than Baron Zeppeli going in to fight Tarukus and then dodging two attacks and then getting rent in half immediately. <laughs> <laughs> he did a much better job. Uh, so that brings us to the final episode we're talking about today, episode twenty one, a hundred against two. And you, you know this is not an American production because at no point does someone say, I like those odds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Someone gets sort of close to it, but like I was watching. I was waiting for that that mm-hmm. line. We we start with a real estate history yes. of this this manor, <laughs> uh, this former hotel. We we learn about all of its recent owners and, and how it's fallen into disrepair. We have time for this, but we don't have more time for bro moments between uh, uh, Jojo and Caesar. <laughs> Yeah, I we wish have time is... for for mild animal abuse. If there were like small things you could change to the, to this to part two, just for pacing or for extra character stuff, I would add like two more episodes of JoJo and Caesar really getting to be bros before Caesar dies. Even small moments. Uh, replace the cat bit with yeah. JoJo and Caesar playing cards again and uh, having fun with each other yes. instead of trying trying to to swindle one another. Yeah. 
basically every JoJo part, because it's kind of just flying by the seat of his pants, always has bits. It's like, man, if you could do a second draft of this and mm-hmm. just add in some extra little moments here and there, like it would be even better. But part one and two are, no, even later parts are like this. Anytime you get to a new location, you are almost always going to get a history lesson about it. <laughs> the, I think that that persists even at least all the way up through part five. But there, there are monsters within that must be destroyed for, for even more vengeance than before. Yes. So, so Jojo moves on, grabs a, a doorknob, and remarks at how unpleasant it is. <laughs> how have, have you ever held a pleasant doorknob? I, I can say no. I feel like doorknobs are, at best, neutral. The best a doorknob can be is if it's warm for some reason. But even then, mm-hmm. I'm just like, who's been holding this doorknob for so long? <laughs> like, this is weird. I just want my doorknobs solid and dry. That's all I'm asking for. Yeah, that's all I need. But apparently this doorknob does not pass the test because it's not a doorknob. It's it's a fist. It is a man's fist. It is a man's fist. There is a vampire living within the door and his fist is just where the doorknob would usually be. And he pops right out to say, my name is Wired Beck and this is my life story and also my afterlife story. <laughs> I love the English dub voice for Wired Beck. Mm-hmm. He sounds like fucking Choose Goose from Adventure Time. You might know him as the voice of Agumon. Oh, God, that's Agumon's voice? He's evil, creepy Agumon. Oh, my God. Hello, I'm Wild Beck. Here's my backstory. <laughs> Again, we have time for this, but not... Okay, I'll save it for later. It's fine. Yeah. So we got this <sighs> vampire, Wired Beck, he killed his sweetheart and went to jail, and then he got busted out of jail, and now he's a vampire who works for Lord Cars. Okay. He likes to live in the door for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's where he likes to hang out. Lisa Lisa proves she's cool enough to wear sunglasses indoors. Not mm-hmm. only indoors, but in a vampire mansion. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So Jojo still has uh, his clacker balls, and he was gonna—he was just gonna whack Wired Beck with them. But uh, mm-hmm. Wired Beck is doing his "I'm leaning forward karate chop" move, and and cuts the 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 line on the clacker balls and ruins them. Uh, and as Jojo goes to fight them, like Lisa Lisa just slides into frame and goes, "I'll handle this." So Wired Beck reveals his power before he's about to die three seconds later, which is he's got spikes all over him. He flexes Lots and big spikes. spikes come out of his body. Big pointy guy, this guy. He had hair before, but now that he flexed, all of his hair is gone and there's spikes instead. And so he just leans in for a big spike hug on Lisa mm-hmm. Lisa. She just walks by him and just wraps him up in his in, in her big long scarf. Mm-hmm. Beck just goes, hey, what the fuck was that? And Joe just says, you're already <laughs> dead, dude. Bye. And then yeah. Wired Beck just explodes. <laughs> yeah, Lisa Lisa just points at him and says, you are already accessorized. And then yeah. he dies. The Hamon scarf just annihilated him. He just fucking explodes. <laughs> and that's Wired Beck. We're done. <laughs> the end. The end. We, we just needed somebody to job to Lisa Lisa, I guess. Yeah, Lisa Lisa hasn't gotten a real fight yet. And so I guess we just need a quick reminder that like she's fucking pro. Mm-hmm. Uh, and can just melt dudes by walking by them. Jojo's impressed that she has practical skill and, and not just teaching ability that, that is now demonstrated for, mm-hmm. for the record. Okay. And she tries to get him to just slurp the poison medicine out of the out of the ring. Yeah. Jojo, you gotta slurp it. Don't be stupid. But no, he's keeping it for sentimental reasons. He he feels like it would be a disservice. Uh, he needs to keep the drive for vengeance high by not curing himself until he defeats Wamu. Yeah. 
Lisa Lisa thinks this is idiotic. She is the cars of the hero crew. <laughs> <laughs> she really is. But they, they have reached the the chamber where Wamu and cars chill out. Mm-hmm. Lisa Lisa notices she notices an extra set of footprints that, that Jojo didn't see. And yeah, that's those are the footprints that lead to where cars is hiding in the shadows. Wamu lights a fire and shows that hanging from the ceiling of this chamber are uh, several hundred vampire soldiers that they have created. I would say 100 vampire soldiers. But it looks like way more. You might call it 100 against two. (laughs) Whoa. And then a a great light shines from the darkness uh, and it's cars chilling out in a chair just uh, just emitting rainbows from himself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Bright, beautiful rainbows. And yeah, I guess the closest you get to I like those odds is just when the vampire soldiers say it's a hundred against two, Jojo. <laughs> and then Jojo and Lisa Lisa go, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. that this is really not good. Me. We can't yeah. win. Uh, of course, we have to play on the personalities of these pillar men in order mm-hmm. to survive. Uh, Wamu uh, falls for it. He's a sucker. Cars remains way too sensible to be Wamu's friend. <laughs> I don't understand how they get along. Yeah. Cars outranks you. Why do you get to make these decisions? I don't know. At some point, I guess Wamu just earned Cars' respect, even though <laughs> Wamu just wants to do stupid, honorable bullshit all the time that Cars <laughs> just clearly does not care about. He's very goal-oriented. <laughs> but as Wamu's saying, like, hey, I, w- I, I was promised a one-on-one fight with Jojo, Jojo just starts rambling about a bunch of shit, uh, talking about the odds of fight of 102. And the entire time, he's very obviously, like, planting very visible green string, wrapping around mm-hmm. everything to conduct Hamon, and everyone else <laughs> can also see it. There's a scene where all of the vampires are looking directly at the string he has laid, and there's like With a re- red arrows over. Yeah, it's like a fucking Tex Avery, Avery or like Betty Boop ass <laughs> thing of like the show actually drawing their sight line with arrows, <laughs> and then and then Jojo goes like, "Ah, oh, well, you caught me. It was worth a shot." So so Lisa Lisa steps forward and she has uh, a real plan. Uh, mm-hmm. She's like, okay, you can kill us now. But if you do, then we won't uh, make it to, to turn off the, the timer on that bomb we have wrapped around the super Asia. Yes. It'll be ruined forever. You, you kill us and, and you, you kill your hopes for the future. Yeah. I want her to be bluffing so bad because this is ice cold. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I, I love all Lisa Lisa's shit she does in this scene. Uh, mm-hmm. And Jojo is thinking to himself, like, is that fucking true? She didn't tell me. Oh, my God. And then he just starts <laughs> playing along with, with it. So oh, it'd be a shame if the bomb exploded and hurt your stone. But Lisa Lisa proposes uh, one-on-one fights mm-hmm. uh, between Jojo and Wamu and herself and Cars. And whoever is the victor gets the stone. I don't know how that works. What if there's a tie? I, I guess you, you, you go tournament style and, and the yeah. two winners face off. Okay. All right. Sure. And if it's Lisa, Lisa, and JoJo, then hooray. Hooray. Yay. <laughs> now we don't got to do any of the shit we promised. So so that is how you win a fight uh, of 100 against two. You just don't fight. Yeah. You, you get different conditions. 
Lisa Lisa is is held as sort of a, a hostage for 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 good faith uh, as Jojo is sent back to to rescue the Super Asia from its its time bomb uh, uh, hiding place. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just in her her luggage. There's no bomb. It, it was an absolute fabrication. And yeah. Jojo is going to get creepy with her laundry. Oh yeah, uh, all all the unmentionables coming out of the suitcase. Jojo, you fucking perv. Don't stop it. Stop it, Jojo. Oh, oh well, while Jojo's going back to the to where the stone is, too, he also brings Messina back with him. He's still alive, just missing an mm-hmm. arm. It's okay. He can kick off a pillar man's arm and attach it to himself. They're they're apparently <laughs> arm donors, mutually compatible. Yeah. Jojo's wondering, like, he, he feels a new emotion burning inside of him uh, while, while he's doing this. And he's like, is this compassion? <laughs> Uh, so so yeah, he's rifling through his his teacher's things, and uh, a picture falls out. Mm-hmm. It is a picture dated fifty years ago of a uh, young speedwagon, young arena, young uh, um straightso, young straightso, and young newborn Joseph. You can tell by the hair. Uh huh. <laughs> straightso is is holding Joseph. Uh, I guess the adopted baby is taking the picture. Uh, that's <laughs> where she is. Yeah. And and Jojo is very confused. He he's wondering what what would you Lisa Lisa, the world's most foremost Hamon coach, want with photos of a vampire killing Hamon warrior, <laughs> and all their friends, and all their friends that were very deeply involved with vampire events in the past. <laughs> but we cut back over to the following night, uh, the full moon when everyone promised to fight. They're at some old uh, fighting arena from from ancient times i forget what they called it they they the skeleton's heel yeah the skeleton's heel but yeah jojo and lisa lisa are there uh jojo holds up a match to the super asia to prove that it's powerful enough it's it's the real deal it's shooting mm-hmm. a big fucking laser from it even with a match light it can shoot a crazy ass laser yeah now what would have happened here if jojo had aimed it just slightly differently so that the laser pierced one of the pillar men <laughs> would that have killed them i don't know it is said that the Super Asians needed to kill the Pillar Men for real. It might have been worth a shot, but you, you don't know what they have in place That's to, to uh, uh, take out Lisa Lisa. You know, That's you, true. You got you to play the game. Oh, no. What if there's a bomb on her? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> there could be a bomb. There are 100 vampires around. <laughs> there are also 100 vampires, yeah. All heavily armored as well. A vampire makes zombie thralls, mm-hmm. and a Pillar Man makes vampire thralls. Hmm. In part three, we're, we're bound to meet something that can make Pillar Man thralls. Oh, no. Imagine Pillar Man thralls. What a nightmare. Everyone's just contorting their bodies all over the place. <laughs> no, if you had a ton of Pillar Man that could do weird body contortion stuff, you could have a really crazy fight where a bunch of Pillar Men contort their bodies to link up to make one giant monstrosity being. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. would be rad. But yeah, Jojo hands the uh, the Super Asia to Lisa Lisa, and as she is is grabbing that, he also shows her th- this little photo album that he, mm-hmm. he found and going like, hey, what the fuck hey. is up with this? As Nickelback once said, look at this photograph. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Lisa Lisa goes like, uh, I guess you got a lot of questions right now. And, and Jojo's just saying like, can you tell me who you really are? 
as she reminds us all, there there were two babies that, that mm-hmm. made it off of that boat. Uh, one scooped up in Granny Arena's arms to, to be saved. Uh, and that that little girl was picked up and, and raised by straight so uh, in, in the Hamon Temple and trained from, from childhood in the Hamon Arts. And yes, Jojo, that is me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am. I was the other baby, or, or rather, no, I, I misspoke. Uh, that that the baby in the picture from fifty years ago is, of course, Joseph's dad. Joseph yes. just inherited his dad's baby hair. <laughs> uh, this also means that Lisa Lisa is fifty years old. Hamon just makes the age real good, mm-hmm. which is why she's still a fucking babe and looks like she's maybe like late twenties at most. <laughs> hey, hey, Joseph, remember getting all hot and bothered over your own mom's ass yesterday? <laughs> So yeah, Jojo hasn't realized this, but because she is the other baby, that means Lisa Lisa, that's Jojo's mom. <laughs> like, he knows, right? Like, in, in the he said that the, the other baby and, and my dad got, got married. Yeah. That's my mom. Maybe it's just not sinking in right now because there's so much vampire shit going on. Or if, or if he didn't say it, Arena did, but he was in the car. <laughs> like, he, he knows. He we, knows. We got that. Yeah, we got the info from Smokey. Okay, well, if Smokey knows, then he fucking knows. Yeah, unless Arena is telling Smokey family secrets that even JoJo doesn't know. <laughs> so yeah, See, Lisa, he's, Lisa, he's so wild that you're 50 years old. It, he's like, he doesn't think that you're my mom. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Lisa Lisa says like, hey, I got some really complicated feelings about you basically killing my dad straight so, but we'll talk about mm-hmm. this later when we don't have to fight the Pillar Men. So that's that family drama is put on hold. Yeah, I, I mean, Hamon energy also keeps Joseph's brain young. He's, <laughs> he's very much a child up he's there. About, he's about twelve or thirteen, maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but before that, we we cut the family drama short. Jojo thinks to himself, "This is all so complicated." As he thinks that, the ground begins to rumble. I'm just glad that Jojo's dad didn't marry his sister. That yeah. they were raised separate. They were raised separate. It's we, fine. It's fine. We got a canonical answer. It's fine. But yeah, uh, the vampire soldiers are hooting and hollering. Some of them are getting launched into the air by something for some reason. And mm-hmm. uh, guess what? The vampire horses are here. Uh, I, I I just love Wamu's line. Vampires, prepare the arena. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Hey, you vampires. Right at the end here and the next following two episodes have some really fucking hilarious lines just like that one. <laughs> but... This is all just too unbelievable and hard to accept. <laughs> <laughs> like the the there are these vampires riding these these vampire horse driven chariots. And they're mm-hmm. going out of the way. These horses are too crazy and unruly. We can't stop them. But Wamu just stands in front of them and they just come to a dead stop. They obey the pillar men. Mhm. Cuz they are vampire horses. And now the car cars says, looking at the horses, the stone masks worked extremely well. They're now strong vampires. So they just took. <laughs> so my question is, is the normal human face shaped stone yes. mask good enough yes. for the horse? Or do they have horse head shaped stone masks just specifically for making vampire horses? I, I believe the human shaped <laughs> stone masks could. But they the could. question is, where on the horse head do you put it? <laughs> Because I mean, none it, of the parts are going to line up. You, you got to like yeah. hold that flush, right? Yeah. Now with the, the vampire horses here who have, the, all they have are fangs. They don't have normal horse teeth. It's all sharp mm-hmm, fangs. Mm-hmm. Cars says, we, it is now time to take place in a fierce ancient style chariot duel. 
mm-hmm. with the vampire horses. There is so much preparation that went into this. They had to make yeah. vampire horses. These are brand new vampire horses. Like, Cars is just meeting them. Yeah. After presumably making them, or at least making the horse-sized stone masks, <laughs> because Cars is the stone mask inventor. And, and they had to round up a hundred sets of, like bronze or iron age fantasy armor yeah. for, for all the vampires like i'm i'm i i it feels like just off camera there must be like a table full of snacks or something right <laughs> like they they prepared just enough for this the snacks are, are villagers of the swiss Alps. <laughs> yeah and so jojo is, is freaking out that he has to to work with one of these horses for fairness sake he should get hamon using horses yeah yeah Get a hom on horse, but uh, we do some little bit of clarification here. Uh, the horses are super strong, so if you send just a little bit of hormone through the reins, you can control them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's fine. Lisa Lisa's tested tested it out. It's like, yeah, you can do that. It's okay. You'll be fine. When you touch the reins with your hormone hands, the the evil red glow in the horse's eyeballs turn off, so you know they're nice now. You'll be fine, son. Huh? <laughs> huh? Did you figure son? it out yet? Yeah. You can trust Smokey with family secrets, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it'd be too much for Joseph to take, but Arena can tell that Smokey, Smokey's been around the block. He can handle this stuff. Mm-hmm. So Wamu is getting ready for battle, and he does this by getting more nude and, and striking <laughs> a pose after becoming a little more nude. And uh, Joseph prepares himself by getting a little more accessorized. Yeah, he, dude. He puts the lip ring on his pinky. He makes a pinky promise. Yeah. Dude, like I the the animation for Jojo taking like his jacket off is so strangely fluid. <laughs> the the pose he strikes for a second after like he he's taken it off, like it feels like whoever animated that specific part was really horny for that. <laughs> it's got an air to mm-hmm, it. It's like mm-hmm. whoever drew this part is really into it. But yeah, he, yeah, he does the the pinky swear ring thing. He puts he puts uh Caesar's bandana on. Mm-hmm. which which now makes sense with the the opening with the, the yeah. yeah the very final scene you see in the op where he puts the bandana on and howls at the moon i mean yeah i, I wasn't expecting caesar to live to the end of battle tendency uh, as soon as like oh the guy that wears the bandana oh now joseph has the bandana okay yeah you're yeah. you're dead and so uh jojo hops up onto the chariot and to be continued next episode mm-hmm. we're starting off with a chariot duel between uh, Jojo and Wamu. Now, this is an episode that does have its own beginning, middle, and end. This yeah. one works. Yep. I'm just, I have to learn to not expect character dynamics to matter that much in this show or, or to, to be invested in. Yeah. There, like, there's just. In the last episode, I was saying, like, how much uh, uh, potential there is in, in the triple act of Lisa, Lisa, Caesar, and Jojo as a unit going yeah. and having adventures. And. It doesn't happen. Yeah. There's, no matter what part of JoJo it is, and no matter no matter how enjoyable it is to read or watch or whatever, there's always a missed opportunity somewhere. Mm-hmm. With this, yeah, it's, it's what you just said. I can c- think of a couple things in part three. Part four has multiple things. It's like, yo, you could have gone further with that and it would have been rad as hell, and they don't. They do other things that are rad, but like, man, you just watch it and go like, fuck, I wish they did this. You could even tell some of these beats in action scenes, like the, the way that um, Jojo and Caesar are presented as, as equals, but Caesar always has a slight edge over him, right? Yeah. Rescuing him uh, from uh, falling in, in a hell climb pillar. 
if there was an action scene where Jojo uh, uh, saved Caesar's life when he very, very nearly uh, uh, overcame a challenge on his own, but mm-hmm. then, yeah, got your back, bro. Uh, yeah. It, in reverse. Yeah. That would have been an amazing moment that it, it wouldn't make Caesar's death feel like a, a good ending to an incomplete story. Yeah, totally. Some of the later parts get a little bit better with this um part of that is just because so like you know part two is just a chunk of season one Mm -hmm. whereas later parts are they're just a lot longer and so you get a lot more time with the characters the the main cast than you do with either part one or two Mm -hmm. um like part three is two seasons long that's how long part three is oh my goodness part of that is because Part three is just the most iconic, recognizable JoJo part for most people. And so is they that went, the one with Hat Guy? That's the one with Hat Guy. Okay, we're finally going to get Hat Guy. <laughs> yeah, th- th- like Hat Guy, that, I- that is the main JoJo like, that people know, is that guy. Yeah, so that part just got extra love put into it just because it is like probably the most popular part worldwide. So they, they just get extra time and all that compared to part one mm-hmm. and two. But yeah, it, it's it's still always going to be a little bit of an issue where there's always just one or two things. It's like, God, I wish they did blank. <laughs> Even though it does feel too soon or it's part of like an incomplete story, I do like the way Caesar goes out. It could have mm-hmm, been more mm-hmm. satisfying if they had extra time with him beforehand. I think the fight with him and Wamu is pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. I like that fight a lot. It's great. Uh, I wish it had, and and maybe I will be shown to be wrong, but mm-hmm. at, at the moment, it looks like there are no permanent consequences other than Caesar's death. Because, mm. like, Jojo got the cure, but he's not taking it. And right. Wamu seems to have fully healed of all his injuries. Right. If either one of those weren't true, I would like his death more. You know, mm-hmm. I, I would love to see Jojo overcome wamu or even cars in the end because of something caesar managed to do in that fight yep at this point i'm not seeing that as as a possibility right like you you see that scene right after the the fight with him and caesar ends and wamu is like having difficulty regenerating his wounds and they're they're presented like cracks in his skin Mm -hmm. like if if it was like oh he was he had like a single wound that he just was not able to heal because he got so fucked up or something, and that's like his weak point or something like that, that'd be pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. Like his secret glowing weak point that Caesar created for JoJo or something like that. Yeah, and they're still cooperating and, and being best buds. Yeah. And uh, then in, in that way, Caesar is participating in getting his vengeance and, and all the stuff that really, really mattered to him. Mm-hmm. It's a solid three episodes, I think, still, despite the, the issues. Yes, yes. Uh, and, oh, man. So we're getting real close to the end of part two. Mm-hmm. We have five episodes left uh, already. But, oh, man, basically from, the, from the, the next episode, 22, all the way to the end, it's just pretty fucking good. <laughs> it, it's, it's where we get some really good fights. We get multiple just really fucking crazy wild moments 
I can't wait for more of the vampire horses. Can't wait for you to see the vampire <laughs> vampire horses. I'm, I'm excited for this chariot race. Like we've made this comparison because we have Nazis hunting for for supernatural power, mm-hmm. but there, there's something very Indiana Jones about taking the the action into taking it in motion. You know, I'm I'm thinking of the the tank fight in Last Crusade. Mm. Incredible scene. Uh, moving from location to location while locked in in combat, and and yeah. I I hope they use uh, interesting terrain. There's a lot of potential that that I see in a chariot race fight. Yeah, the chariot race is a one of my favorite fights from part two, if I remember correctly. And it's uh, yeah, they do some really fun creative stuff with the format. Their specific format of what a chariot duel race is. This ain't gonna be. <laughs> Your normal historical chariot duel, of course. With your normal historical uh, uh, vampire horses. <laughs> yeah. No, they got their own set of rules. It's it's really good. Uh, I, I thought it was curious that Stroheim appears, makes a decent show of himself, mm-hmm. uh, and then disappears. Oh, yeah. Like, right. you can't tell me he doesn't have spare legs in a closet somewhere. Like, yeah. he could have... Yeah, he could have at least rescued Messina or something. I I don't know. Maybe the I I'm I'm gonna guess the cyborg technology is new enough that it's it might take a bit to get another set of legs to him. I don't know, but it is safe to say that we haven't seen the last of him. He's not just gonna like vanish or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, He's gonna show up in part four. Oh C- my cyborgs god, cyborgs don't age. It's fine. God, imagine if Stroheim was like a multi-part character. That'd be <laughs> fucked up. Does he live long enough to realize being a Nazi is bad? I wonder. Oh, no. He loves being a Nazi. Uh, okay. Two parts later, still just loving being a Nazi. Yeah. The last Nazi alive, still fighting the war. Whenever you follow him through through the 20th century, uh, as he moves around the world, he's just part of new far-right parties <laughs> wherever he lands. Oh, man. That, that fit the setting. Yeah. <laughs> God. I can't believe Stroheim's responsible for Brexit. It's so fucked up. Oh my god, no. Stroheim came up with the the lie on the NHS bus. It's all his <laughs> fault. God damn it. Jojo, why didn't you kill this guy when he had the chance? <laughs> A- after after like stopping Santana, he should have looked for those Stroheim chunks and just like kicked him off a cliff. <laughs> Put him in a bag, set him on fire. I don't know. Just anything to end that dude. I respect you too much to let you be uh, uh, resurrected as, as a mockery of life itself. I'm just going <laughs> to atomize your bits. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, again, thanks for joining us. We we are coming to a climactic end. Uh, uh, two pillar men remain, and, and neither is as untouchable as they would have us believe. We yeah. are clawing toward victory. Uh, but first, vampire horses. <laughs> Got to deal with these vampire horses. <laughs> Real quick, there is a line coming up, I believe, next episode that I saw first when I when I read the manga before I before I actually watched the the show. I remember posting just the word bubble on Twitter and said like, "This is where it officially won me over." This line about vampire horses is what got me. You'll probably rec- know the line the instant you hear it. It's just really good. All right, you heard him. Next week, it finally becomes JoJo. <laughs> it finally becomes JoJo with the vampire horses. See you later, everybody. To be continued.